This is Dr. Kate Eckert with the Form, Function, and Flow Lab podcast. I'm a chiropractor, yoga instructor, anatomy junkie, and movement educator. And I am looking forward to exposing you to all sorts of ways that you can prehab your body to avoid injury and maintain those hobbies, activities, sports that you love to do. And we'll also be focusing a lot on the pregnant and postpartum journey and making sure that you can return to those activities that you love or even keep doing them while you're pregnant. This is Dr. Kate Eckert, and for this podcast episode, I'm going to talk about my journey into getting into meditation, which is difficult for me because I don't like to sit still. I have a hard time sitting still. It irritates my husband. He likes to sit still and I cannot even sit on the couch for very long. If there's something that needs done, I can't, I can't sit if there's things that are still on my checklist. And as you have kids and a business, my checklist is never ending. So I interviewed my friend, my chiropractic school roommate, Dr. Lisa Papenbrock, a few months ago on her meditation journey. And um, I decided to do the introductory course with her teacher. Um, And I did that over the Thanksgiving weekend. So I went Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and that was back in November. And um, it's a Vedic style of meditation. So I'm used to doing a ton of continuing ed where they give you lots of papers and handouts and stuff that you can pour over and go back to and um, kind of internally mull over. Um, This is more of an oral tradition passed on. So you go and uh, they tell you about it. So I had to sit and just absorb without reading, which is not exactly my best way of learning, but it was good. And I had to be attentive and we practiced the meditation there. And I have, to be honest, I have tried meditation in the past because I do, I am a yoga teacher and those seem to like go hand in hand, but, um, the kind of yoga that I usually am drawn towards is the more active physical practice, which is just a tiny, tiny part of yoga. So um, I don't, I never got really big into the more meditative forms, but what, from what I learned uh, about the, uh, the this style of meditation is that it's we don't want any music in the background we don't want to be thinking of a specific word or thought um she your teacher or your instructor gives you um a mantra that you're not supposed to share with anyone and it's not really it's not a word or anything um But we don't want to have that outer chatter in our brains kind of a thing. And I like the fact that it that she emphasized that you have to be it's not about being uncomfortable or sitting rigidly without any support. I just have to find a place to sit with a support on my back and my head is upright. Um, 
So really I can do it anywhere. I can do it in the chair and at work. I can do it in my car, which sometimes I do because my kids are screaming or want me all the time. Um, but it's, there's no excuse that you can make that you can't do it because it can be done literally anywhere and you don't need any props or anything to do it. Um, I have tried the apps in the past where they, they lead you through it. But from what I gathered from my, my four days of coursework with the, my teacher is that um, when it's a lead meditation, you can't get into the deepest states of rest. And those deepest states of rest are where we have, um, where we're able to let stress go. And I have an extraordinarily, I'm sure there, there are lots of people, stress is all relative. Everyone has different levels of stress. People process stress differently. But I feel like my life is very busy, which is a type of stress, and very stressful with two toddlers and um, my own small business brick and mortar and my own small business um, virtually. <clears throat> There's a lot of stressors and things that feel like they just weigh so heavy on you. So I found it interesting that the layer that you have to get to that subconscious layer of rest um, where you can release that stress is hard to get to when you have speaking songs like those kind of things that you're actively listening to because um, one of my main things to my friend Lisa was I don't have 44 extra minutes in my day and I know that sounds crazy but I like my typical Tuesday and Thursday workday is get up at six, leave the house at seven, get to work, treat patients straight through from eight a.m. till eight p.m. with an hour break in between there that I'm usually treat. You know, you always are running a little bit late. Eat while I'm doing my notes and my charting, stay after, do more charting, send out all my exercise emails to my patients, and then I don't get home until 10, 10.30 at night, and then do it again. So I really felt like, oh my God, I do not have, I barely get any sleep now. I don't get restful sleep because I'm all, my brain is always going, always wheel spinning. Um, so I was like, I don't have 44 extra minutes because the meditation is supposed to take 20 minutes in the morning and 20, well, 20 minutes twice a day with two minutes to come out of it. So 44 minutes a day. And I was like, I know this sounds ridiculous, but I don't think I have 44 minutes to spare. And when I was doing the class and she said, this is these 20 minutes where you get to that point of supreme rest is more restful than sleep. And I was like, well, I sleep like crap anyway, so I might as well get this ultimate rest while I'm meditating. If, if I can get, if I have to spare 44 minutes of my sleep schedule, but it's a better rest, then I guess it's a win because I'm exhausted and I don't sleep well. So I was like, 
let's do it to the end of the year. So I, I have been doing it and I, I would say in the beginning I was doing really well and I probably only missed, I always at least got one meditation in a day and I probably only missed like one extra one. We had something super stressful happen a few weeks ago and I, it's really hard for me to just sit in it. And I felt like doing the meditation was sitting in it and having to address it, but I couldn't stop thinking about it to get out of the thoughts. And I had to remember that my teacher, the meditation teacher said that it's okay if you have thoughts come in because that is you letting go of stress is when these thoughts come in and just come back to your mantra and try to let them float away. And I mean, I did my best, but some of that most stressful times I did probably miss two days so far where I didn't get any meditation in just because we've been without a sitter. We've been just a crazy, both my husband and I have been working crazy, wild, weird hours because of lack of childcare and whatnot. So things have been even crazier than usual, but I have like today, I got both, both of them in already and it's only 4.30. This is a miracle. Um, but I have probably only missed two days of both meditations and I would say maybe seven of uh, getting two meditations in a day. And that is of doing meditations twice a day since November 26th. So almost a month. So I would say better than I thought it was going to be for me because I thought that there was absolutely zero way that I would be able to get in those 44 minutes. So if you think, if you're on the fence about trying meditation because you don't have the time, I'm telling you from someone who pulls 16 hour days, twice a week, three times a week, it can be done. It definitely can be done. And I had a hard time letting go of one thing they say is to maybe not meditate so close to bedtime. And at first I was meditating like near bedtime because the kids were down and I would do it, but then I would be refreshed and awake, (laughs) not even able to sleep again. So that wasn't the best. So I had to let go of my very precious hour break in my work day where I tried to catch up with all the notes from the morning shift. So I work 8 a.m., treat patients from 8 a.m. until 2 p.m. And then I have two to three to, I run over, I eat while I'm charting and try to get ahead of it so that at the end of the night, I'm not stuck there forever. So what I decided was I needed to meditate before I left for work and then meditate on that break and get in as many notes as I could and then finish the rest of the notes at night. And that was, it's weird what you mentally hold on to like, Oh my gosh, I'm going to be at the office until forever. I cannot do these notes after this felt like it was looming over me. 
But really another benefit, supposedly, of meditating is that you can be more focused and maybe get things done more efficiently. And I mean, sometimes I will be there later than I than I typically would, but not usually. So it, it's all kind of come out as a wash. So it hasn't negatively um, affected me in my in my schedule there with with getting it in in the in that break time. So it can be done. Um, and it hasn't been bad and it's got made me I'm trying to I haven't really seen the effects with how much I snap at my family members or my kids because that's another thing that they talk about with with meditation is maybe you'll be more calm and um, not have a short of a fuse. Uh, and I think with all the stress that we've endured <laughs> in the past two weeks or uh, we're going on like two and a half weeks from some stuff we've had been having going on. I don't know how much, how much worse it would have been if I hadn't been meditating. I'm, I'm not sure. So I'll have to get back to you on that as things kind of even out here. I plan to do another update on it in about a month. Um, cause I definitely wanted to fully commit to doing this practice as on point as I could, um, for two months. And so I had that period where I did miss two days completely. And I did miss probably seven days of one of the, um, meditations a day. So I want to give it the full go. So I'm going to maybe recheck in in February and, you know, not trying not to get discouraged. Like, Oh, I failed. I'd missed a meditation, but be like, it's, it is what it is. We're going to do it again. Um, start over, start fresh today. So, um, another thing that my teacher had stressed to me was that, um, you know, there's no bad way to meditate. So if you feel like you're not, um, letting go of those thoughts easily or whatever, it's, you're still doing a benefit for yourself. So I try to keep that in mind when I just feel that crushing pressure of stress, just weighing on my shoulders because, you know, we have different life events that happen and it can surprise you and it can rock your mindset. And it, it's good. It's probably definitely a good idea uh, or good coincidence that I had this set up when I did. And then a week later, less than a week later, something crazy happened and we had to totally shift our family schedule, our work schedule, everything, and still working out the bugs and the kinks because that affects not just us, as adults, but also our kids. And I hate to see, see that my, I had snapped at my son, right? Probably a week into like altering our schedules drastically. And my little, my daughter's older and she put her arm around him. She was walking him back to his room and she said, don't worry, mommy is, mommy's just under a lot of stress. And oh my gosh, 
that if that doesn't make you want to keep doing your whether it be whatever you do to manage your stress better that is like a huge wake up call that you need to actively try to be better and manage manage it because we all do have super stressful lives and you know there's different things that we can do to help ourselves and it's i think it's important to show our kids that you that you, it's something that you need to maintain that happy healthy life because as a musculoskeletal practitioner stress eats people alive physically not just mentally so you know i'm talking about the mental aspects but physically if somebody doesn't address their stress level it makes my job so much harder to address their physical issues and if they have a mental emotional tie with say their pelvic floor and they aren't addressing the root cause of their stress, it is going to be next to impossible to get full resolution of that, of that issue. Or if they're having chronic headaches, I myself carry a ton of tension. My jaw, I felt like I had ground my teeth to little nubs over the past two and a half weeks. And I end up with terrible headaches, just terrible, terrible headaches. And I don't have time for terrible headaches. So if I don't address those stress stressors in my life and those issues, it is not going to get better. A ton of muscle work is only going to give me temporary relief. If I don't do my breath work now, incorporate the meditation practice, address what is stressing me. It's not going to go away forever. So just something to think about in melding the two, the two worlds, the mental, emotional and the physical they're tied and not in a woo woo um, all in your head kind of way, but in a biochemical way. Um, so it, you know, pick whatever way you want to address your stress. I like this style of Vedic meditation because I feel like it's so much bang for your buck with 20 minutes of this deep rest, I get a deep rest and I get to release some built up stress that I'm sure I have a plethora of over the years. Um, but yeah, if you want to hear more about this style of meditation, uh, listen to the interview I did with Dr. Lisa Pappenbrock. And if you have any questions, let me know. I look forward to working with you guys. And if you have any topics that you'd like discussed, make sure to comment below and let me know because I'd be happy to share all the knowledge that I have on those issues.